0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: So you've got a duck down, but it doesn't want to stay down. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the most ethical and humane ways that you can finish off a wounded duck. Hey, this is George back with the New Hunters Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. And I do like doing episodes about duck hunting, but I do not like this particular topic right here. But it's very important and wow, do I wish that I would have listened to an episode on this topic before I started duck hunting before my first couple hunts because man would this information have helped me then and what a lot of people don't like to talk about what's not glamorized what's not shown in a lot of videos is that no not all ducks die on impact all right they don't all die when they're hit in the air and they don't all die on contact with the water or the ground you know wounded birds are absolute real part of duck hunting it is sad it it is not a a fun or enjoy, enjoyable thing but it just happens all right now advancements in ammunition are helping that steel shot that patterns better than ever before with pellets that are rounded and and uh plated and other things makes a difference with pattern density the the mass availability and improvements made and bismuth shot game changer and getting a lot more power a lot more ballistic energy a lot better patterns a lot more effectiveness to be able to kill ducks on contact and then of course you know tungsten blends and tss shot uh you know give you even higher options but the bottom line is even if you hunt with ten dollars a shot high grade tss tungsten super shot you will still have wounded ducks Better ammo cannot 100% solve this. There is a human component. We are the person pulling the trigger. Our aim is not always perfect. Our estimation of distance is not always perfect. Sometimes the equipment fails us. Um, But most of the time, wounded birds are caused by shooter error. We thought that bird was 35 yards away and it's really 45 yards away. That makes the difference sometimes with some ammos in some situations between a clean kill and a cripple, all right? It, it, it really is on the shooter, and we can practice, and we can shoot sporting clays, and that will help us, and we will wound fewer and fewer ducks, but there will always be wounded birds, right? Shotgun patterns are not perfect, Even a dense pattern, you could still somehow miss a vital area, speed, angle, direction. And I have just seen some ducks that were so resilient that it defied all logic and explanation. And you are going to have birds that fall out of the sky and hit the water and hit the ground, and they're not dead. Now, you have all different levels of, of these kind of birds. We call them wounded birds, crippled birds. We use those two interchangeably. Winged birds, all all words that we use interchangeably to describe a duck that has been knocked down that is wounded and not dead. Is it going to die? Probably will die on its own sooner or later. But that could be minutes from now. That could be hours from now. That could be days from now. And in the meantime, it's going to suffer it's probably going to die from disease or infection as often as it's going to die from blood loss or get eaten or snatched up by a coyote or something. Uh, so we don't want that to happen. and we But we, we want, one, to quickly and humanely kill every bird possible. Right? We don't want them to suffer. Two, we want to take our birds home that we shoot. Right? We want to eat these birds. That's a big part of the reason that we hunt them. And so, you have to be able to quickly and efficiently dispatch a wounded bird because you were going to have to eventually and with some regularity, depending on how much you hunt. You know, it's probably not going to be every hunt, but if you hunt enough, it's going to be every season, a couple times a season. It could be a couple times a week if you hunt seven days a week, right? And there's a lot of factors. And, um, don't want to spend too much time talking about how they get crippled, but it's unavoidable, all right? And, and they, they hit the water, like I was saying, with different levels of life left in them. Sometimes they're just sort of, you know, they're, they're in their last throes, so to speak, and you just give it a moment and then they'll, they'll, they'll stop, right? They're, they'll be dead. Sometimes they, they've got enough gumption left to swim, Sometimes they got enough left to run. Sometimes they, they can fly away. They get up and fly away. I've seen them get up and fly away. knock down, get up, flew away. What? Yeah, happens. Um, sometimes they try to fly away, but they either there's an injury that doesn't permit it or they don't quite have enough strength to get or stay airborne. But then they'll run and they'll swim away. Uh, and sometimes worse than that is ducks have this habit... Of Once they get hit, they will swim underwater to the bottom of the water and they will wrap themselves around plant matter, algae, reeds, anything that's growing and literally just suffocate to death and die and suspended under the water, wrapped up in some sort of of material down there. And that is really sad. And then you don't find the duck and the duck suffers and it is just it is just no fun at all and i have spent hours looking for birds that hit the water and vanished they went underwater they swam to the bottom they got themselves wrapped up and died there and on one hand at least they didn't suffer longer on the other hand you don't get to take that duck home and eat them Um, i could tell you several stories from the last couple seasons about some of this that happened and oh man just just broke my heart first mallard I ever shot I lost just like oh come on hit the water swam down to the point where I have had to institute rules for myself when I go hunting all right and the big rule that I have learned and, and put in place is you never take your eye off a downed duck until you retrieve it. All right, you never abandon the bird that's fallen looking for more birds, hoping more birds are going to come in. You never take your eye off of it. That duck doesn't leave your sight. Like, even what if it's floating there dead? Doesn't leave your sight until you retrieve it. Because I've had floating there dead birds come to and try to escape and sometimes have escaped. It's
0: only a kick.
1: Because we weren't paying enough attention. We thought that bird was all dead and it was knocked out. Maybe it was belly up for 10 minutes and then somehow it comes to and it's still going and then you, you've got issues. And so you gotta make sure the birds are efficiently and humanely killed. So, what do you do? Well, first you've got to catch up to the bird. All right. And this can be difficult. If you don't have a dog, this can be difficult. This is where dogs can make all the difference in the world. And I rarely hunt with a dog, so this is a big issue for me, which is maybe why I have this rule. But, uh, you know, you got to catch up to that bird. You got to get on top of that bird. You got to get that bird into your hands. And they're going to run. They're going to swim. They'll dive. They're going to crawl into little places. You don't even know where they are. I've had birds just vanish into thin air. As soon as I took my eyes off them, they vanished. All right. I have shot at a duck at, ra- at close range, hit the water, disappeared, came up downstream 20 yards away, went to take another shot. It went under the water before my pellets hit the water and then disappeared, never to be seen again. It's just, it's craziness what can and does happen with these birds. So you gotta catch up to the bird. Now there's three main ways to dispatch a wounded duck that I'm gonna cover here. There are certainly more than three, but I'm gonna cover three. And so the first way to dispatch a duck is shooting it again, all right? Now, there's a lot of, uh, of literature out there that recommends that you carry with you what they call SWAT loads. And a SWAT load is a low-powered, you know, two and three quarter inch shell. It's you know light payload that's meant to be fired at short range to finish off a duck. Now short range is probably more like twenty yards, not ten feet. All right, there'll be nothing left of that duck at ten feet. And so SWAT loads historically have been a effective method of dispatching a wounded duck. I am not a big fan of SWAT loads though, cause I usually hunt ducks with an auto loader. And so for me to get the shells out of my gun and then get a SWAT load into the gun, by that point, the duck could be gone. It's a lot of hassle. It takes time. It takes focus away from what you're doing. You're, you're, you you got to carry another pocket of shells. You're bumbling, you're fumbling. You find, Oh, I put the wrong shell in. Again, let me take that shell out. You drop that shell in the water. You're trying to find a swat load. You get that swat load in. At that point, the duck has already swam away and started a new family. All right, it's it's really cumbersome process. If you're using a single-shot break-action shotgun, well, hey, that's super easy then. You just reach into the left pocket instead of the right pocket, throw a a SWAT load in there. You can even do that without looking at your gun. But I've found it's just not that practical. Also now you gotta carry two kinds of ammunition. Also now you gotta really judge this distance. And then you're putting more pellets into the bird that, that you're gonna have to pick out of that bird later. You can't just hit them in the head usually. Uh, just the nature of the shotgun. And if you're too close, you have disintegrated the bird. And so SWAT loads can be a good option for some people. If that's you, you know, you you do it. Of course, they got to be non-toxic, right? Can't be lead. You know, get some cheap steel or whatever whatever you can piece together and use it as a SWAT load. Um, The other option is you just shoot the duck again with whatever ammo you have in the gun that duck hits the water it's still quacking at you you shoot it again all right you you start walking up on the duck and it starts swimming away you just shoot it again with whatever you have now it's harder to hit birds on the water than in the air they are a smaller target they have less of their vitals exposed a lot of the core vitals are now under the water and so it is more difficult to hit and to kill a duck on the water than in the air and the best thing you can do is take the second shot quickly. All right, got to take it quickly before that duck then can put distance between you and it, and now you're, you're out of range anyway, and you're trying to hit a smaller target out of range. You want to take that shot quickly. If the bird's already out of range, you got to get up and move. And this is the thing I hate the most, is trying to move and rush and chase a bird with a loaded shotgun right? It is terribly unsafe, terribly unsafe to do. But uh, you you sort of got this paradox, like, what do I do? Do I not go with a shotgun and try to run this bird down? Which you will not be able to outrun a bird that can swim at full speed through water that you're wading in. It's just not going to happen. This is where dogs can really make a difference. And so you got to be super careful. Put the gun on safe. Don't rush. Don't go too fast. You don't have to reach the bird to grab it. You just have to get close enough to get within shooting range of the bird. Stay on the shore if you can. If it's a stream, stay on the shore. You can move faster on land than you can wading through deep water. Whatever you got to do to get that shot. Or put the gun down and go after it on foot if the situation avails itself that that's a realistic option better to not chase with a firearm if there's any other way to help it all right so that's the one way to take a duck the second way is with a tool and they make these uh oh i can't remember what they're called but they make all kind of different versions and different names and different titles of these tools you keep them on your keychain they're basically like a, a curved piece of metal with, with not a super sharp point but a point on the end And the idea basically is you just punch that into the back of the duck's head, goes into the brain, kills them with very little mess. And um, very effective, works super fast. It's a little gruesome for me, I'm not going to lie. It's a little gruesome. And then I got to take my keys out and I got to find this thing. And then now my keys are bloody and, you know, I don't love it. But it works really well. Lots of people do it all the time very effective of course you don't have to keep them on your keys right probably the better way to do it is to get one of those uh like little retractable um string things like you would put like a time card on and you clip that onto your waders or onto your coat or in your pocket and then you clip this tool onto that so you can just pull it out of your pocket or just reach on your waders and just stretch it out use it and then it just snaps right back in place after you rinse it don't forget to rinse it All right, so that works very fast. If you have one, it's a little gruesome, but that's all right. The duck doesn't care. We got to dispatch it quickly. The third way to do it is no tools, hands-on method. All right, and this has become my preferred approach. You'd rather do it with gloves on, but what you do is you grab the duck by the hind legs with one hand, and then you grab it around the base of the head or the top of the neck the base of the head with the other hand and you want your thumb and your index finger to wrap around the duck's head wrap around its neck and then you pull right up to where the head starts because the head's bigger there's a bulge there and so what you do one hand holding the feet the other one holding the head and in one swift motion you pull tightly on the feet you put that pressure on the neck and then you push down with your hand with your wrist, snapping the neck downward under pressure, which instantly breaks the duck's neck. and the duck dies instantaneously. Uh, it's a little it, uh, you know, you're just you're, you're basically snapping an animal's neck with your bare hands. Now like I said, I'd rather use gloves, waiting gloves, you know, but hey, that I found to be the quickest and easiest approach and you need no tools or anything special and you're not putting more pellets into the bird. Um, that's, that's the fastest and simplest way to do it, I think. Some people will bite the duck's head off or bite through their brain or whatever. Yeah, that's crazy, don't do that, that's ridiculous. Um, just snap the neck or use the tool to puncture the brain or take another shot at it. Those are the three best ways that I have found thus far, and there are more, and there's other tools, and there's other there are other methods and other things. But these are fast, can be instantaneous, very humane, but you sort of have to work up the nerve to do it. Taking another shot not so much, but you know, if you're going to puncture that duck's brain or you're going to snap its neck with your hands, you, know, you got to work up the nerve to do that. Now, in the moment, it's easier than it sounds right now when you're listening to this because your adrenaline is pumping. You have just chased down a duck and caught it. That duck is injured. It's flapping. Believe it or not, compassion will motivate you to try to quickly kill that bird. All right, Compassion will rise up on the inside of you and, 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 and urge you to quickly dispatch that animal. And when you have that motivation and you have the adrenaline pumping, it becomes a lot easier to do this. Now, if you just Google, you know, ways to kill a duck with your hands, you'll find charts, you'll find diagrams for this particular one. I will try to put it in the show notes for this episode at newhuntersguide.com. Just go to the homepage. You can find recent episodes or go ahead and go to the categories page, hit duck hunting, and then you'll find this episode with all the other episodes on duck hunting. So there, there's, a, um, there's a graphic. I mean, it's it's like a cartoon, but it just shows you how to do it. Super simple. Um, but, yeah, you got to work up the nerve. And, you know, it, it, it's the kind of thing where you don't want to do that. But in the moment, you know, after you do it a time or two, it, it, it's much easier right it becomes second nature after a while like oh gotta dispatch ducks, duck it's just like slaughtering chickens alright if you've never butchered chickens and slaughtered them you know the first time you do it you're like I'm really cutting a chicken's head off like even if you use the right equipment you're like I'm killing an animal right here with my hands and it takes some nerve and it's kind of gruesome and it's not what we you know it's not what most people grow up doing but you know, After you've butchered chickens for 20 seasons, you don't even think about it. It's just become second nature. This is what we do. This is how we minimize the animal suffering. This is the best way to do it. And it becomes more routine. Most people, though, aren't exposed to that. So this, this subject is a little squeamish. It's a little uncomfortable at first. But it's one that you have to grapple with and deal with if you're going to be a duck hunter. So, guys, I hope this episode is helpful for you. Like I said, I wish I would have had it when I started hunting. And I had to learn the hard way. And I could tell you stories about learning the hard way. And some of them were terrible stories. But I would spare you that, and I'll spare your ears on this episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment to help grow the show and reach more people. And thank you so, so much to all my Patreon supporters and helping make the, the, the podcast and especially the YouTube videos possible. Till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods.